friends. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Welcome to Ships on Fire. We are inviting you into our journey as we share our struggles, our victories, and all the in-betweens. We'll dive into relationships, discipleship, and leadership. We're passionate about our friendships and our story of courtship. So join us as we set ships on fire. Hey friend, thanks for hanging out. You know, dating as a husband and wife is not only fun, but it's also needed. We live in such a busy culture. Though it's not our intention, we can tend to prioritize things over our spouse, our jobs. Maybe because it's our livelihood, our income. It could be tied to our identity. What about our kids? Our homes can quickly become child-centered. From caring for them, raising them, disciplining. You know, our hobbies can take priority. Sports can take priority. Friends can take priority. As Jess is my number two, if I allow so many other things to get in front of my number two, or you end up putting things in front of your spouse, your number two, where does that leave number one? Jesus. So today we're going to talk about dating your spouse, dating each other, why it's important, why do we make time, how do we make time, what do we talk about, and then ideas to date now during this time of lockdown, as well as dates that you can do ongoing. Welcome. And my beautiful bride, Jess, is here. Hi, guys. We're going to talk to you about dating your spouse. So yeah, to give you a little background on us, we went from zero dates to a date once a week. It took years for us to get there. And when I think back, our marriage was good, but it was so much better and more fruitful with a once a week date. We still found ways to make our marriage good. I think loving your spouse should be done daily. And there are so many ways that you can show Christ-like love to each other without dating. A date night isn't always available. Sometimes there's work travel. Someone could be deployed. There's, you know, hundreds of work hours you're working. Someone gets sick. I know that sometimes for a season, dates can't happen for whatever reason, but we just found it to be so much better that we will always have a weekly date in our marriage and we want the same for you. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a priority, right? And what gets scheduled gets done. So definitely consider all things, all busyness. However, we also do believe this is number one and is central in creating a Christ-centered marriage, let alone a Christ-centered home. Before we get into the whole dating part of it, let's go back to kind of the beginning and and how the foundation was laid, starting with the Christ-centered home. When I think of a Christ-centered home, I'm a visual person. So I like to think of the triangle illustration. So you think of God at the top, husband on the other side, and wife on the other side. And the husband and wife are always growing towards God together. The other thing with that illustration is if one of those corners aren't there, the triangle is not complete. I love how we can always look back to scripture in the beginning, you know, in Genesis when God created man and woman, you know, it wasn't good for man to be alone. So he created woman and uh, which also sets the tone. It sets that picture of dating, right? We are meant to be together. 
So Jess, what other parts of scripture would you say or recommend when thinking of foundational principles? So I always go back to Ephesians 5, 21 through 33, and take some time this week, read it, study it, get a study Bible out, just really meditate on it and think about what it says. I think of the men part, when I think about like how to sum it up, what it says, I feel like the main topic would be men desire respect. And a couple other questions that men might you know, want to know or, or ask is, am I the real deal? Am I a, a warrior? You know, men want to be your knight in shining armor. And us women need to give men that opportunity. For me, especially in Ephesians 5.25, and we've talked about this before, my responsibility is to love my wife as Christ loves the church. And that is such a huge responsibility, not the easiest of responsibilities. But at the end of the day, if I can remember, together we love each other out of reverence for Christ. So when we talk about, again, that number one and number two, of course, God being number one and my spouse, Jess, being number two, is I'm not dating my spouse just because I want to enjoy myself and have fun. And yes, that is part of it. But I cannot love my wife as Christ loves the church if I'm not taking time, spending time with her. So Jess, you talked a little bit about men. What about women? You know, sometimes we read in the Bible and there's a couple of words that typically the world doesn't like. And even you probably had some thoughts to it. So in the beginning, God created a helper for man. And then we read in Ephesians about submission. So talk to us about those two words. When I think of the word submission, like to submit to somebody that in the past maybe could have, I could have gone down a, a rabbit hole and, and just thought that was kind of crazy. But the more I get to know what it means, it kind of means to me that we are like a helpmate, that we play an irreplaceable role. No one can play the role that we play to our husband. We are his lifesaver. So I think it's important to remember that women are life givers and to not be a life sucker. Don't suck the life out of your husband. Like when he comes home, be his cheerleader, be excited for him and show him that he's like, oh my goodness, my knight in shining armor is home. And when you have, you know, a problem like, hey, honey, or I've never called you honey, but <laughs> but you could say like, hey, I need help with something. So give them the opportunity to help. Our wives desire to be seen. Do you notice me? Do I delight in, in her? Do I delight in Jess? So make sure when I come home, it's like just showering her with that beauty or, or even not her physical appearance, things she's doing with the kids. Um, just being able to acknowledge that. And, and then of course, jumping in and helping her out because just as much as I need a helper, she could use my help also. And if we based it on an appearance, and you came home and I was in my sweatpants and no makeup, it probably wouldn't go so well. <laughs> You're beautiful. No, but really though, all this just to say that may we be mutually encouraged by each other. Now for you singles who desire to be married, I hope this paints a good picture for you and gives you encouragement as to what you can look for. So Jess, finding time to start dating was probably one of our 
bigger issues. So let's start talking about that. Like, how do we find time? How do we schedule this? When it comes to our schedules, there are, of course, different seasons of our lives. Uh, But dating your spouse will look different depending on the season you're in. But the attentiveness and the intentionality should never go away. Date night is a sacrifice, so we should show each other that we love each other by keeping a commitment to each other. The the best advice I'd give is to, of course, clear your schedule with everything. Plug Jesus in, plug my spouse in, so I plug Jess in, and then anything else could kind of get, get put in there. Because if not, we can totally be distracted by all the things that we have going on already, let alone though we may realize that's not as important as creating that time to spend with our spouse. Yeah, I think it can't be a can't happen. It has to it has to actually happen. I think when I've talked to people over the years, a lot of people can come up with excuses or reasons why they can't go on a date or before you know it, sometimes it's even too late. Their marriage has gotten to a point where it's just it's like How do we go on a date with each other? I don't even, I really just don't even like you. So hopefully you can get to dating before it gets to that point. But even if it has gotten to that point where it could be, it feels like it could be a little bit too late, add those dates in, try to get to know each other again, spend time with each other and invest in each other and your marriage because it's just so important. Yeah, we find that there's many different studies that show it's such a small percentage of married couples who actually date regularly. And we're talking probably just once a month, not even a once a week type of deal. But definitely start somewhere if it is once a month. If it's once every three months, I don't know. Start somewhere because that's going to be that time that you look forward to to spend with your your spouse. And that, that could make it so much of a better time, just that anticipation of being able to plan to uh, spend time together. And I would say that a bad date is even better than no date. I know we've had some dates where I've left and I'm like, man, that was a crappy date. But at (laughs) least we got to spend time with each other. We got to talk about whatever it is that was on our hearts and spend time together. And yeah, I would definitely say that a bad date is better than no date. Yeah, and I've actually entered into some dates and thought, man, this is going to be horrible and walked out with, man, that was so awesome. Uh, For example, wine and design. I remember the first time she invited me to do that. I remember I was thinking, man, this is horrible. Can't, Can't she just go find some girlfriends to do it with? And um, well, it was one of my favorite dates, so much so that I actually scheduled a wine and design also. And the crazy thing is we didn't even drink wine. And when we were on that date, somebody actually like fell and hit their head and the ambulance had to be called. It was crazy. So it was a good date. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely memorable. More than just the time that we got to spend together. We'll always remember that one date. But that's where I have that thought about out of reverence for Christ, right? So not all the time I'm going to have a date that she presents to me that I'm going to be excited about possibly. But because I love her and out of reverence for Christ, I'm going to accept that date. Now, if it does suck, I'm going to let her know and she'll probably know too. And the next time it's going to be on me. Yeah, I think if you went on a date that you didn't necessarily want to go on, but you went on it anyways, it's sacrifice. Yeah, no, there's been times where even where I've gone on a date where I was the only one that ate 
you know, she had an early or a later lunch or something. So she would just sit and have coffee while I would eat my lunch. So again, it is it is sacrifice. And it's just that giving up that time for each other. So when I think about date night, we personally don't have a date night. We have a date morning. So before the day gets started in the past, when the kids were in school, we'd drop them off at school and then we'd meet immediately and have coffee, breakfast. One of my favorite things was we'd actually go on a walk with each other. So that was free. We didn't have to spend any money. As I think about that, so we gather, we get together Like, Jess, what do we talk about? So I think it's important throughout the week, pay attention to what your spouse is saying. So listen to the words that are coming out of their mouths, listen to their tone of certain things, listen to their stuff that they're maybe struggling with, some of the like wins, the victories that have happened throughout the week, pay attention to their needs. So when you are with each other, you can maybe ask those questions, like even if you have to go write some questions down to ask when you are on your date, I think it's important to just make sure you're paying attention to each other throughout the week actually listen to what they are saying and what is coming out of their mouth. Definitely. There's going to be some dates where it's just, you know, hanging out and enjoying each other. But some of the dates, you're probably going to spend some time taking care of some things that you haven't been able to address. You know, if there's any kid things going on or or concerns you have about the kids or just, again, getting to know each other, you know, so Google it. There's different conversation starters, fun things. Hey, if there's a joke, uh, Jess likes to think she's very funny. So, you know, it helps me I to am- practice laughing. (laughs) So I think also knowing your spouse's love language is important. So there's a great book. It's called The Five Love Languages. We'll put that in the show notes below. And then also know your spouse's hobbies. And sometimes the hobbies that they had when you first met can change. So just make sure you're like up to date on their hobbies and their likes. And if you don't know, good thing, good recommendation ask. So just, you know, what are some types of dates, especially right now, let's keep in consideration the season we're in, right? We're on lockdown, quarantine, things like that. What are some ways and some things we can do even ongoing? So I think most important thing would be always put your phone away. That would be number one recommendation. Absolutely. Because that's a big piece of our distractions for sure. I know speaking for myself, if I'm paying attention to my phone, I'm definitely not paying attention to Jess. Ah, you just admitted it. (laughs) (laughs) But I think uh, there's different types of dates. So my favorite thing is actually just walking. I think also when you're walking with a guy, for example, it just kind of takes the edge off things. So you're walking side by side and not looking directly like at each other in the eyes. I think that's helpful. And I think you can get a lot out of your husband or a guy when you're walking side by side. Don't be hesitant to ask 
tough questions while you're doing that. But yes, I know the way Jess mentions that side by side is much better for me because when we're face to face, a lot of times I'm already predetermining, oh my goodness, she's going to ask me to do something, a honeydew list or whatnot. Whereas side by side, it just seems a little bit more casual. Now she will be sure to look me eye to eye when there's something that needs to be addressed or done. So yeah, I love the walking outside, especially now because that's something we can still do and do it with social distancing. And so what about, you know, from a meal standpoint, you know, I know for us, Jess, we do a lot of, we do breakfast and I love it. What are some other things you would recommend? So you could get takeout, you could go eat at a park, you could go on a picnic. But for right now, during this quarantine and being not allowed to go into a restaurant, I think getting your kids involved. So have your kids come up with a restaurant name, have them cook you food, and they can serve you. And to get them to maybe behave well, you could pay them because I'm not going to be paying the restaurant. So I could give that money to them and they can serve us then maybe you can put a movie on and they can watch a movie while you're eating with your spouse at home. Absolutely. I've, I've saw some great examples of some couples who were dating just right in their driveway and in the, you know, put the tailgate down and they just had dinner while the kids were still inside. I think another one is working out. We're got so much pent up energy. So it would give Jess the opportunity to just fight it out. You know, we have boxing gloves and mitts. So she would just get her anxiousness out or whatnot on those mitts. Now, maybe imagining each is my face as she's punching it. But we're having fun. We're working out. We're exercising. And I think that's another great way to connect with each other uh, on a physical level also. And there's tons of workout videos on YouTube from beginner to advanced. And I know you don't super love the workout videos. You'd rather be lifting weights. But right now, that's not an option. So I think just have fun with it. It's also a good time if you like double dating to maybe have a Zoom or Google Meets, whatever you use, double date. So grab some friends, grab a glass of wine or glass of water and hang out with each other on Zoom and have like a double date with your friends right now during quarantine. I'm sure there's a lot of people that already do this, but even if you have older kids, maybe that's how when we're able to get back together again, babysitting, things like that. I know we don't do babysitting right now, but at some point we're going to have to suck it up. Yeah, I think finding another couple that knows the importance of dating and swap kids with them. Like one week I'll take your kids and the other week they'll take your kids and just swap and then it's free. I think we are to be an example to our kids and we are modeling marriage for, for them. So when they're married in the future, they can expect to do this in their own marriage. You know, I know, Jess, you've talked about this before is there's people out there that are doing doing it well. So what do you what do you think as far as that and engaging other couples in maybe their best practices? I think finding a married couple that's in your life that you admire their relationship and just ask them for advice. Find out what they do. So for you, for you listening, I just hope that you are encouraged. And as we wrap up, I just want to say that dating's important, but like we said, it's not the only thing, but we do know it's a very important thing in strengthening our marriages and to continue that, that flame, that, that burning fire in our relationship. I just wanted to leave you listening some encouraging words. Do everything in love. Be humble, be gentle, be patient with each other. There's no fear in love. And may I encourage you to love each other 
deeply. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We want to pray for you. Please send us any prayer requests you may have. And if we have encouraged you today, I hope that we have, we want to know. Our email is in the show notes below. And if you know of someone that this episode could help, please share it with them. We are on Facebook at Ships on Fire, so please like and share our page so that we can continue to reach people and help them move on the journey God has for them. And thank you again for listening to our podcast today.